We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss baseball losing 11-9 to Memphis last night at Swayze Field. The Rebels took a 9-7 lead into the ninth inning. Uh, a single off the first base bag preceded three straight home runs for the Tigers as uh, Ole Miss falls to uh, 18 and 14 on the season. Memphis improved 18 and 16. The Rebels back at it tonight. Alcorn State 6:30 for that one. So look at a couple things from uh, from baseball last night. Look around, look around the league a little bit, but a uh, pretty football heavy day yesterday. Lane Kiffin with by far his most Thank lengthy. God, huh? uh, oh, no kidding. <laughs> Football, baby. Woo! Let's go. All right. Plenty of football today here on the uh, on the old program. Um, you know what would be a good idea? I was that? just thinking about this. Is If you took like Lane Kiffin's press conference mm-hmm. and you talked about what he said, uh-huh. and then maybe you, I don't know, said, and here's what he meant. It's a novel concept. I really. mean, I don't know how no one's ever thought of that. Yeah. They did now. Oh, wait, wait. Someone did. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. It's kind of like writing for yourself. You're speaking for like six people right now. Is that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the most sincere form of flattery. Go ahead. Okay. Lane Kiffin with a uh, very lengthy press conference yesterday. Quinshawn Judkins speaking to the media yesterday. So we'll talk some football. Um, got some. Uh, got some. NFL Sunday ticket prices out. You can get on oh, that here that. soon. You can get on that in a minute. I'll I'll, I'll relay that to the uh, to the audience and the crowd. So a good bit of football today here on the. Uh, the I mean, show. I like the NFL, mm-hmm. but I have a question to ask myself: Do I like it that much? That's where I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different. I, I like it a lot. So we'll see. But do I like it that much? Blue Sky, Oxford Exxon, Blue Sky location here in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine. Get a couple side items. Get the fountain drink size of your choice with the uh, rotating lunch special of the day. I think today's red beans and rice, but I'm not 100%. Check in, find out, let me know. Maybe it is, maybe it is not. Ribs tonight, if you want them to take care of dinner, call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go. You can get the wet ones, get the dry ones, whatever you prefer. 
they'll hook you up. And remember, if you're in the uh, Clinton, Mississippi area, the Jackson Metroplex, you can get the uh, the, uh, the 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 donuts. They are fresh donuts. every single morning. A lot of flavors. A lot of uh, some frosting if you want it. A lot of different toppings there for those donuts made fresh every day. They'll be in all the Blue Sky locations here soon. But for now, they are in Clinton, Mississippi. The rumor is if you play for the Clinton soccer team, boys team, buy a dozen, get the next one free. It's actually what you should work, we should work out with Ben, isn't it? If you, if, you, if you can prove you're a member of the soccer team and you buy a dozen, you get an extra half dozen for free. And a 55-ounce Coke. Neil will pay for them. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> that's the deal. Buy a dozen, you get a 55-ounce Coke for free. For that's, free. That's the yeah. Uh, ben, we're get, handling your marketing right here. <laughs> Got it. Don't worry about it. Just, just give us the keys. Let us drive. Speaking of drive, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for my good friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's a great product. Um, that's truly how they do it. It's it's the easiest car buying experience you'll ever have. Ask me how I know. And uh, they just take great care of you. But the biggest thing is the service. It's different, totally different deal than you get at most places where they really don't care about you. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He will prove that to you. He wants to have a long-term vehicle relationship with you. He will prove that to you as well. 662-257-1900. At some point, guests will join us. We're working on it. Um, We really are. Guests will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises, businesses, and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. I did bill it from the uh, My Perfect Franchise hotline yesterday. I talked to Stephen Head. That's up on our uh, our network. He's now a scout for the Dodgers. We talked a good bit just about where baseball is in 2023, frankly, what the Dodgers' plan is from a scouting standpoint. Um, what his kind of path to scouting has been, and a good bit more. Talked about the velocity craze with pitching, whether it ever thinks about taking some sort of course correction or not. What did he say? Uh, no, he said that velocity is absolutely the biggest indicator for uh, success and that he sees no no change in that at all, um, frankly. Some of the stuff that guys throw every night now is – I mean, I forget I, – I, I don't have the exact number in front of me because I, I meant to flag the tweet and I didn't do it. You know, used to, you know, 95, 96 was hard. And there was, I forget how many pitches were over 100 miles an hour last year, but it was like in the way up there. Oh, yeah. It was a ton of pitches. I mean, it was. A guy threw a 101 mile an hour splitter last night. Splitter. In the bigs. Juicy Shohei's curve. I did. He threw one curve the whole night, and it was majestic. Uh, Matt Olson last night hit a ball 118 miles an hour out for the Braves on a home run. Uh, there have been 10 players in the StatCast era hit home runs of at least 118 miles an hour. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton's done it 12 times. Aaron Judge has done it five. And then eight other people have done it once. If you'd like a stat for that. I'm trying to think of the kid's name. Jared Kligner or something like that. He plays for the Mariners. Okay. That dude hit a rocket. 
off the center field wall last night. It was a line drive. And uh, Pat Hughes, I think, said it was 115 on a line drive, 400 feet at the top of the center field wall at Ridley. Mm-hmm. That dude hit a – he hit an absolute tank on Monday night to tie the game. He hit a home run last night with just this little effortless flick of the bat. Dude has significant power. I think I think it's O'Neill Cruz who has the hardest hit ever yeah, in, in the stat hate, cast era. He got that hurt. injury was I awful. I hated that he got hurt. Um, I think the record's like 122 something. I think it's O'Neill. Yeah, Cruz. he's fun. Yeah. I hope he has a full recovery. He he's yeah. he's super fun. Clinic, yeah, something like that. That dude is a beast. Uh, he's he's got serious pop. I'll get into baseball later, but while we're doing exit velocities, I mean, at the time, you thought maybe that was part of the story when Ole Miss was coming back. They were down 6-1 early, came back, took a lead. Kemp Alderman, over the course of three pitches, he hit a foul ball down the line at 117 miles an hour that was just foul by a couple feet. And then he hit a home run that was 115 that went – they estimated at 480 feet, but it's – I mean, that's track, man, because it bounced off essentially the top of the video board. I would like to have seen it in the old scoreboards because it would have been over it, and I'd have been able to compare it against the two or three farthest balls I've ever seen hit out of Swayze. But it hit more than two quarters of the way up the video board when it when it hit. Um, so I can't remember who was on the broadcast with Dave Neal. Was that Peterson, Kyle Peterson? I think over the weekend. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it was Kyle Peterson on the broadcast, and. They were talking about it was the Ole Miss Arkansas series, and they were talking about Alderman, and he was comparing him. It was ironic he did it right before he struck out on a, but that happens. He was comparing him to Pete Alonzo. Oh, really? And I thought the more I thought about that, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good, because Alonzo when he hits the ball, it's a different sound. Big power guys. Kemp's got to learn how to harness some of it, obviously, because he's still a very young guy. But I could see that. Oh, he's going to play at the next level. Oh, he's, yeah, going to play, he's going to play Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I thought the Alonzo thing was interesting because Alonzo, if you go back and look at it, when he was a young guy, there was he was a lot of two-outcome stuff. You know, could just hit it to the nearest state. Mm-hmm. Struck out a lot and has curtailed some of that and has become an elite Major League player. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kemp did the same thing. Yeah, I've had kind of the, the rich man comp of Schwarber, but Alonzo makes some sense. That, that, yeah, because that. they're right-handed. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. The yeah, Schwarber yeah, yeah. thing is he's left-handed. So when you turn around and you go, well, he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, but they, they, they're not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Alonzo comp was a good one. I was like, oh, that oh, sure. that really resonated. Um, it was funny. People on our board, not many people, a few people criticized the broadcast. I actually thought, I thought that was a really good yeah, broadcast. I it, yeah, so. I thought it was solid. They're they're not broadcasting to an Ole Miss audience or to an Arkansas audience. They're trying to broadcast to a regional slash national audience, and you've got to tell stories and and the fans. The you also have to realize that it is a TV game because a lot of people are still streaming the same way, but it's going to be called differently than like last night, which right. is an in-house Ole Miss ESPN right. broadcast. Exactly. Because like I listened to the calls when, and I mean, I don't mean this is a criticism at all, but like I listened to the calls when Memphis hit the back to back to back, and it was. It was Richard and Keith. They're not going to have the same energy of Ole Miss doing it against LSU on a local broadcast. You know what I mean? Right. That's a completely different animal there in that. Right. So, anyway. Patrick Wisdom. Uh, maybe. I don't know that Wisdom has that kind of pop. He's a good player. Wisdom's proving a lot of people wrong on a daily basis. 
Cubs third baseman. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Cubs got a shot. Cardinals are in last place, so I mean, you're here. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals th- three and seven right now through ten games. This is a just a dream come true. <laughs> Cubs are better than they were a year ago. They have more. Uh, they have more veterans. They play the game smarter. Swanson's been a terrific addition for them. Um, they they play with some energy. I thought last night is April, but last night's one of those games that if the season ends up having some specialness to it, mm-hmm. you look back on that and go, you know, there were some signs. Uh, the one thing that I pull out about him from the the head interview again, you can go listen to it. It's on the network. What I thought was interesting was I was we were talking about what he would be like as a prospect today. Obviously, it's been almost twenty years since Stephen came out. Oh, he was a second round pick in 05. Um, two way guy. We're talking about Caglian on at Florida and some different things. And he said that he wished that he had today's technology to see what he could have maximized as a pitcher. That he said as a hitter, he thought he'd be the same guy. It wasn't much difference, but that. Looking back, because of what they know now from a body composition, from a getting the most out of your Rapsodo kind of numbers, that he was all arm. And he said he stayed sore a lot because he didn't have the same kind of drive through his hips and his bottom half that they just teach as standard today. You know, back in the day, Stephen would touch some 93s, 94s from the left side. He thought he told me he thought he would sit 93, 94 with some touches up today, and which would have completely turned him into a pitcher at the next level. Oh, a sure. Dude. Because sure. he had command. I mean, that would have been a whole totally different animal well, in a different have, world. They would have put him in one of these pitch labs. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I mean, now that. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is the one from Wake Forest that they have, that they do the whole yeah. deal. These teams are creating unhittable pitches. The MIT nerds. Yeah. He made me tired because I was like, I was like, I kind of know where you go because I ask you about some players, but like, what's your area? And he goes, he's like Mississippi, Louisiana, Illinois, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, and Canada. And I'm like, uh, feels immense, but it's weather related because you hit the southern states first before the north even gets going, and right. then you kind of go up. And Canada only comes to you. Apparently, they come into the United States. Oh, yeah. Team Canada comes and plays other people, and you check Canada out at that gotcha. point. Makes so, sense. Yeah, you're not spending time in Alberta and seeing what's going on. So the 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 YouTube TV is taking over um NFL Sunday ticket this year. If you didn't if you missed this, again moving from Direct TV. One thing you will notice is there's only one broadcast. Or they won't have the if you have a Direct TV, you had a different broadcast on Red Zone in the past. I think it's Scott Hansen, right? Is that is taking over the full thing? Is that correct? I think so. I prefer him. I don't know why. I'm just it's comfortable. I'm used to him. Mm-hmm. It's who I it's who I prefer. Um, fans can start signing up on Tuesday for their out-of-market games package, if you'd like. Two categories of pricing. Apparently, one who subscribed to YouTube TV, which is cheaper, and then those who use some sort of YouTube prim- primetime channels. Do you have this? It's a hub that features like sports, movies, TVs, some things along those lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you bundled Sunday Ticket with Red Zone last year on DirecTV, it was 300 or 400 depending on the bundle okay. last year. Um after the $100 pre-sale discounts expire, YouTube TV will charge $349 for Sunday ticket, $389 with Red Zone, and then um, that's on the primetime channels if you have those. And then if you don't have that, $449, $489 for Red Zone. Um, before June 6th, you can get $249 and $349 on YouTube TV, Oh, and then $50 more with Red Zone. So they're pushing early pre- before June 6th here, it's a pretty substantial decrease. You're talking about 
you're talking about three forty nine instead of three eighty nine. I mean four eighty nine. So one hundred and forty bucks off. So if you're gonna do it, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. So a little more expensive. I wonder if I could write a a note to the uh, when you could to the IRS that goes, hey, listen. I'm 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 not paying this entire bill today. I'm gonna save three forty nine because I'm gonna go ahead and pay for my Sunday ticket. Think that would go over well? Well, you can't write off Sunday ticket. It's absolutely necessary for the podcast. Well, that's true. It's a business expense easily. I mean, that's, oh, well, there's no doubt about that, that. Wouldn't be one of the hundred weirdest things that you potentially could write off. That's a no brainer. That's true. There that's you a, go. That's a write off. Yeah. Four eighty nine. Research. <laughs> Got to get that Packers Colts game. What you talking about? The Seinfeld was just write it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's free. You write it off. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it is. It is more expensive. All this a la carte stuff. If you really want a lot of crap, it's. It, I, I I guarantee all the streaming services. I'm spending more than I spent when I just had Dish or Directv. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not even close. I mean, I use Hulu TV for my normal cable and i bet i'm paying over a hundred dollars a month because i've got everything like i've yeah. got so much stuff don't watch half of it no still i'm back in the same problem i had beforehand when i before i cut the cord well like but here i am every month we pay for hbo max and i keep asking why and i guess the girls are watching stuff on hbo max i suppose i've got two or three things on hbo max i really want so i will pay for it even just for those things it's 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 not efficient but it is what it is. You got Paramount Plus so that Carson can watch soccer. Yeah, sure. It's got stuff. There's a lot there. See, I need Sunday ticket because if I'm into the Saints, the problem I have, and this is even different than before, when I was with Max South or whomever else, I would get Tupelo and Memphis local stations. Well, Tupelo is a Saints market. Memphis is not. So now that I've gone to Hulu TV, I only get Memphis local stations. That's a Cowboys market, not a Saints market. So I very rarely get Saints games on normal television. No, look, if you want to enjoy the NFL, truly enjoy the NFL, watch teams, watch everybody, you 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 need the you need the package. Otherwise, you you're sort of stuck with here you're stuck with Cowboys Titans. Yeah. And then you get the national games. And look, you, you it's get, not bad. It's not it's, bad. Yeah. It's still a great There's product. worse markets. But if you want to enjoy Are you a flip around or are you a leaving on red zone? Um, so I'll put two TVs and I'll put one on red zone and one that I'll turn on the game that I'm most interested in. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Once one stays on red zone and then one's on the game. Unless I get to a place where there's two games that I'm interested in, at which point I'll put one on one and one on the other. I'm not addicted to red zone. I can watch two games. I prefer just kind of watching red zone. Frankly, the Saints aren't playing. Just yeah. kind of flip it. I mean, yeah. there are some teams that I gear toward. It allows you to watch more passively. Well, yeah, because you're just, hey. I mean, I had a mailbag question about how, how many hours do I spend watching professional sports, and so I had to think about it, and I was like, well, actively or passively? Because there's a difference. Oh, it's a huge difference. I mean, like, if I have the heat and the bucks on in the background – it's on, and I sort of know that the Bucks have a lead, but I'm not really watching. If I'm watching pitch for pitch in the Cubs Mariners game, like you know the other night, I'm actively watching. There's a there's a big difference. 
I probably passively watch a ton of SEC baseball. How much do I actively watch? Oh, my active sports viewing is really low. I will keep abreast of what's going on and glance and watch. And if it gets close late, okay. But just I'm sitting down for two hours and I am locked in. Oh, it takes a pretty significant thing for that to be the case. Yeah, I don't know how much I actually do that. Like tonight, I will actively watch the Thunder Pelicans of course. game. It's a playoff game. Carson and I are going to turn that on. He's geeked up, you know. It's a playoff game. Yeah, it's a, it's a playoff game. If you win, you yeah. move on. If you don't. If you win, you make the playoffs, but nonetheless. Yeah, well, if you win, you have to win one more. <laughs> oh, if, that's if they true. won, they'd have that's to beat true. Minnesota on Friday okay. night to get in. Okay. Dub Jr. saying, don't forget, YouTube TV will have a split view where you can have four screens on the one TV. So you, in theory, could run two TVs with a lot of screens. So, uh, We're getting Lane Kiffin here. After break, you got some baseball thoughts. Not a ton. Um, looking around real quick, just to see if anything did happen. I was overly interested in last night. Auburn loses to Georgia Tech twelve to eight. Uh, Clemson beat Georgia eight to one. Obviously, Ole Miss lost eleven nine. I guess that's it from SEC. It's SEC standpoint from a losing. Um, Place Florida beat Florida State, LSU beat Tulane. I, I knew he was really good. I had no idea that Dylan Cruz was hitting five oh five as of last night. Yeah, dude, I did not realize it was that. It's unbelievable when he when when I mean I've watched them fifteen times. I can't remember him getting out. I mean, I'm being a little yeah, facetious, yeah, yeah. but dude doesn't get out. It's the damnedest thing. If if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates with the first pick in the draft. You're in the room, and when anybody goes, hey, let's talk about you, go, no. No, we're not talking about anything. We're taking Cruz. It's that simple. Get his jersey. Let's figure out a plan for him. But no, we're not talking about anyone else. His own base percentage, 32 games into the season, is 639. Yeah. His own base percentage is 639. Chase, he's a, he's a terrific player. He's a terrific player. Good God. I mean, he's worth the price of admission to a college game right now just to watch his at-bats. 33 walks to only 16 strikeouts. Yeah, he's a terrific plate discipline. Slugging 860. It's fine. He's athletic. Not a bad defensive player. Not that it matters. Dude. I mean, I, I think he's such a good hitter that the defense just doesn't matter. Like in in the seriously, seriously in the room, if I'm in Pittsburgh and they say, "Well, let's talk about his defense," does it matter? Uh, if for some reason he can't play defense, we'll just DH him. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Um, no, I do. Kaglinun's not draft eligible. He's a sophomore, I believe. Yeah, he's got another year. Yeah, he's got one more year left. I I'm getting off LSU baseball. I don't know why I did this. I guess I'm stalling for a second, but. Um, I, I do have to give Trey Morgan a ton of credit. We know he's a great first baseman and great defensively. He's become a pretty damn good offensive player. He's really become a really all-around guy. I mean, his offense was pretty lacking there for a long time, but he's hitting 330 right now, which is fifth on their team. Who's but that? I'm sorry. Trey Morgan, oh, the, yeah. the first baseman for LSU. Yeah, he's a good player. He's become much better offensively where it's actually, okay, I, I kind of I don't know I don't know what happens to him later, but he looks a little fitter this year too. Like, I thought last year there were times he sort of looked sloppy. 
Yeah. Because he has that kind of thinner frame where anything sort of hangs a yeah. little bit if if it's there. But It's not fair when people compare him to Cruz. I mean, he just... Whew. Yeah, I mean... Cruz is special. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted there for a second. Um, you okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, and mentally relax a little. It's a life-changer for me. Frankly, it increased my happiness. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a... Uh, Great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. We're also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro, where they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, Po' Boys, Gumbo, Voodoo Shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers and Fresh Salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Especially if you're in Oxford or Jackson, please visit the uh, walk-ons in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. Take AG1, buy Athletic Greens literally every day. Get to try because my diet's not always perfect, not always getting all the fruits, vegetables, vitamins, minerals that sustain you throughout the day. So take AG1 by Athletic Greens. It gives you some sustained energy, immune system support. You don't have to take vitamins, pills, anything like that. It tastes pretty well as uh, also in uh, whenever you take it around the fast. If you're doing that, you take it whenever you're done with the fast for the day, around your workouts. Give you a pick-me-up and help you out. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit all in one. It's great for recovery. Again, love taking mine right after the workout when you need a boost. It also empowers the gut for whole body health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. You go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. You okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer your medications very, very easily. One phone call. They take care of the rest. They will handle it with your community pharmacy. So whether it be Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. Two. Jumping to baseball a little bit. I mean, sorry, football a little bit. So Lane Kiffin, long, uh, long interview yesterday. Eight coming minutes. on the coming on the heels of Alex Scarborough for ESPN writing the uh, kind of a little more long form version of the story he put out from a couple months ago. Do we know if was that from the same interview? Did he just pick a couple quotes out and write early and then take longer, or was this a completely new interview? I'm not sure. I know he was there recently working on a story about the 10 year anniversary of, of uh, the 10 year anniversary of him getting fired at USC. Oh, so okay. working ahead on that. And then it led to Lane said yesterday, they spent about an hour and a half 
together. I mean, again, I, I say this all the time, and it, it's not self-serving. Uh, it, it, in fact, it's it's the opposite. It, it shows you why sometimes he, he doesn't do local media. He doesn't have to. And I, I've always gotten it. I just, like I said, I've never understood why you wouldn't use every bullet. Right. Why one? Like, it doesn't, that's... I think it's... And you hey, see, I get the best steak in the world, but I choose not to ever have a piece of shrimp. Like, okay. I think it's because you see what happens in some of the local stuff. You can almost see it happen with his voice. He just doesn't like a lot of personnel kind of questions. He likes big picture stuff. And look, it's like a lot of us, Lane likes to talk about Lane. And so when Lane's the topic, he's pretty good at it. Now, last, yesterday he was great on Jackson, on Quinchon. He was really good on Quinchon. I mean, there's there's a lot there, but this this him talking about that decision process last year is really interesting. He keeps it. Anyone who doesn't think there was anything to it, I don't know how you can read all of this, listen to Lane Kiffin, and think, oh, there was nothing to it. I, I, God bless you. We talked about when he, when the Auburn thing happened, he ends up signing the extension with Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off the weird end of the season that Lane had to get some capital back, that he had had lost some capital in the fan base. It was nowhere near the same as when he won 10 games and went to the Sugar Bowl and the whole Matt Corral thing. Is Are these stories helping that? I mean, do you feel like in these first three, four, five months, I mean, where do you feel like his – his capital level is versus the end of December, if you will. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, is it actually been, I mean, it's interesting and there's things I can pull out from it, but has it tangibly changed anything? I mean, I guess that's a question for people in the stream. They probably could answer that better than I could. Yeah. I, 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 I think in his mind, he did it the right way. And in many ways, I think he did. I mean, you 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 can't sit there on October the thirty first and go, "I'm not interested in the Auburn job." If you might have interest in the Auburn job, and in fairness to Lane, okay, because I I was critical of some of it, and I, I I'm I will be critical of some of it, but in fairness to Lane. They didn't lose the second half of the Alabama game because he was focused on Auburn. That's not what happened. That team was locked in that day. They just didn't execute in the second half. They made some mistakes. And Bryce Young beat them. Bryce Young was brilliant. And Bryce Young's going to be one of the first two picks in the draft. They got beat by a brilliant quarterback. It had nothing to do with the Auburn job. Yeah, sure. Now, is that why they lost at Arkansas? I don't think so. Now, my, my my criticism of the Arkansas game and where I think the Auburn thing came into play that week was I think that night he was thinking about as that game, this is my opinion, I could yeah, never sure. prove this, and he would probably tell me I was wrong. And I'm not inside his head. He is. It just didn't make a lot of sense that night. Um, I If you told me that that night as that game got out of hand, he thought, man, I don't want this to screw me up. We got to get back in this chasing a game that made no sense to chase, and that did impact Thursday. I mean, I, my I, opinion. I think they lost to Mississippi State in Fayetteville. Yes, I do. Ninety-eight offensive snaps when you're down forty-two to six. 
And as difficult as it would be for someone of with ego and pride, and he's got plenty of both, as difficult as it would be to go, hey, Sam, let's let's call this off. You got it. I'll see you in Oxford next year. They kept chasing. Now, if you told me that night, if, if you're an Ole Miss fan and that night pisses you off because of that, sure. Arkansas came out pretty dialed in that night. Ole Miss didn't get a couple of breaks early. Arkansas was really playing well. Go back and look at the Ole Miss's run defense against Rocket Sanders and against K.J. Jefferson and try to tell me that was about the Auburn game. I mean, the Auburn job. Give me a break. Sometimes you just get beat. It happens. Doris said, wait, you think he did it the right way? He did it the right way if he was, I mean, we believe he was, contemplating going to Auburn. Because if you think you're leaving, what is it you're supposed to say? Right. Because until it's done, you're not going, hey, look, guys, I'm headed to the Plains. Like, and, and, and that's Chase, the biggest sign of all this, yeah. that it was real. Like, that's yes. why I get so frustrated. It was that, very real. Yes. If you're always just going to be a rebel and you're not looking at it, then you go, yes, look, guys, I'm not going to Auburn. Shut up. We're focused on a game Thursday. But if it is a doubt and you think you're potentially going you're just trying to get through it as quietly as possible. Yes. You're trying to get the Q's and the T's and the I's and all that stuff done and just get there. Well, now, at, look, at a very, Monday night was stupid. Yes. Monday night was nothing. Up, it was the wrong way in all ways. Well, it's still, to this point, as Wayback points out here, he's definitely still not happy with John Sokoloff. The way he responded to that story. Yes. It wasn't just a tweet. It was a story. Yeah, sure. The way that he responded to that story was indicative of somebody who was really angry about it. Like, now I've, I've got to address this. I've, I've, I was hoping to get to... Thir- that, that, that was his last media obligation until the game Thursday night. It was, yes. And so if he gets through that, we're not there to ask him questions on Tuesday and Wednesday. Ole Miss has always done the Thursday Egg Bowl the same way. It's 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 fine. It's not we're not no one's complaining. We get kind of everything that we normally get on Monday and Tuesday on Monday. And then it's over and we leave and they practice on Tuesday and they practice on Wednesday and they play the game on, on Thanksgiving and then we get post game. And I think he thought, Hey, if I can get through Monday, I'll won't have to address this until after our game on Thursday night. And instead, when Sokoloff wrote that story, the way it was written was written in such a way that John wrote it definitely. Lane Kiffin will be the coach at Auburn on Friday. Yeah. I mean, boy, it was woof. And that pissed him off. And he went nuts that night. I mean, went off. And we'll never know the exact whys to going nuts. Probably a combination of things. I got a couple of theories. I believe I mean, I, in both of them. I, I think he knew who at least one of John's sources were, and it's not. I'm not talking about the Auburn athletic director. No. Um, I agree with you. And and I think he was super pissed off at him. The Ole Miss Auburn game is going to be fascinating this fall. Um, and then I think he realized that that put him in a position that he didn't want to be in. Parents are contacting. You got stuff going on. All of a sudden, people are asking you about it. You know? I mean, it led to Tuesday and Wednesday being all about one thing. Yeah. And before that, that was not really the... 
was not really the big topic of conversation. If you think about it, we weren't talking about the Auburn job leading up to the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. We really weren't talking about the Auburn job leading up to the Arkansas game until, frankly, my phone didn't start blowing up about Auburn until Thursday, Friday before that game. And Lane was absolutely, he's already admitted it. He's used the word. He was doing his research on the Auburn job. Yeah, I, I, I have reason to believe it was far more advanced than that. Yeah, I just don't know how he could have been public about that. You're not coming out on Monday and going, hey, I'm really looking into Auburn. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just no coach does that. It's not – I'm not holding that against him. Look, I, I think he heard himself all the way around on Monday night. I think he heard himself with Ole Miss people and Auburn people. I think way back here is making a, a, a point that I couldn't argue against. In fact, I think I agree with it completely because the story was broken by a local guy and not a national guy. It didn't break in a manner that he controlled. I, I agree with that. Look, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on stuff. From that night? No, that week? from that week. But I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I think this is more than fair. Okay. Chris Lowe with ESPN, mm-hmm. who's one of the best guys in our business. Super person. And Chris and Lane are tight. But I think sometimes Chris is used as a mouthpiece of sorts. And for Chris, that's okay because you get get the stories. Chris had every intention of being in Auburn Friday, Saturday, Sunday of that weekend following the Egg Bowl. He didn't. He anticipated being in Auburn. Yes. There's a reason for that. Chris believed that Lane Kiffin was was taking the the Auburn job. Now, does that mean that Lane told Chris that he was taking the job? No, it doesn't. But it but let's not pretend that Chris Lowe is not connected. That Chris Lowe is not connected to 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 the people who represent and, and help Lane Kiffin make decisions. That's that's idiotic to assume that he's just guessing. I mean that that's that's dumb. So there was there was absolutely something to it. It's the interesting part of this as they're talking about in the stream is what Lane has done since signing. That you know we talked about. Hey, there's there's capital we built, kiss the babies, do the whole deal. I think, and I, I think you would agree with this. And even yesterday played a role in that. I mean, obviously, I don't think Lane just dictates everything Alex Scarborough is writing or his desire to write stories on him, but. I think it's sort of the the difference in how people go about things. It's not how I would have done it. It's not how I would advise people to do it. But I think in some ways, Lane thinks this is his version of kissing babies and going, oh, I just want to be here, but I looked around. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think in Lane's version, he's, he is building capital back up with these things. Is that true? I don't know. It's still a little weird to me, but I think Lane would tell you that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, I think you're right. That he is, that this is the, hey, I'm telling you, I want to be here as of right now. I mean, I'm seriously. It was, it was I mean, one of the it was I one mean, of the funny lines yesterday. It, was, it shows you you can't predict the future. I was like, oh god. Well, I know. I yeah. mean, I mean, and look, there's a human side to it also. That that he that he's kind of admitting in a personal way that you know, years ago he would have looked at the two jobs and said, this one wins national championships, this one hasn't. I'm going here, and this time. You know, his 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 daughter was here. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he talked about going over to the Perry's house. I don't. The Perry's live across the street. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have. They've raised six kids. 
seven kids? I think it's seven. Seven. Either way. Whatever. Um, and, and, you know, so they've, they've had a lot of proms. And, and a year ago, before Landry had moved to Oxford, he went across the street for the OHS. They have a big party over there for a lot of kids that go to OHS. It's a pre-prom party. Yes. And he went over there. I, I think Robert had asked him to come over and take pictures. Yeah, just hang and, out. And, and Lane went over and, and took pictures and took the big picture with all the kids and the girls in their dresses. He put them on social media, the whole deal. Yeah, the whole deal. And, and he admitted yesterday that he was thinking during that that, gosh, this is somebody else's prom, and I'm missing my oldest child's prom because Landry's prom was back in California. And then days later, Landry moves to Oxford, and she goes to OHS. And then this year, when he goes over to the Perry's house because their their daughter, Ada Grace, is a senior, he goes over to, to, to the, the prom party, and Landry's there and Landry's there and he's taking pictures with his kid in addition to all the other kids, but he's taking a picture with his kid and he was like, it was kind of cool because he was being a dad. He got to be a dad and that's change. It, it, it's a game changer. I get it. And you know, she was, she's came here and, um, did really well with socially with OHS, made a bunch of friends. has had a great year. It's my understanding. And, um, you know, she decided she wanted to go to Ole Miss and she'll start school there, I assume, in August, September, whatever. Sure. And, and um, you know, I, he said that kind of changed things some. I, I, who am I to question that? I get that. I'm a dad. I understand. Um, but all that stuff was just, it was all going around. I mean, I did, did Landry look at him and say, Dad, don't go to Auburn. And he said, okay, I, I don't know. It wasn't in the house, but the people that are like, he was never going. His point was a decade ago. He wouldn't have looked at anything else, but that and said, this is no stupid. I'm going to Auburn. Like that's yeah. it. tunnel vision. And and we're doing a little revisionist history with it where he goes, you know, see bad things. You can always, there's always a reason for stuff to happen. We wouldn't have all this NIL money yeah. if this hadn't come up. And you know what? He might be right. I don't know. It definitely spurred things that week. There's no doubt about that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no doubt. <laughs> Ginger says, it's the guy dating the girl, and the guy says, people don't understand why I'm with you, but I'm here. Well, there is that part of what Lane says every time. I was going, I mean, look, I know they never want anything, but hey, we're giving it a shot. I mean, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's different than almost every coach would, would do it. Like, it's yeah. not, hey, well, because, I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> but my point is, like, a lot of coaches get up to the podium or the lectern, and they go, Hey, I'm, you know, look, we really like it here, but I'll tell you, it has the resources to win national championships. That's our goal. We're here to win, and we're, we're, we are here because the resources and all are here, blah, 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 blah. We, there are no advantages over there. We can get everything done right here. We have to do. And he says it, but things, it's all with disclaimers. Chris Beard would say for 100, Alex. Oh, I mean, without even a, yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, it would just come out without even thinking about it. But Lane doesn't do that. He doesn't give just the... There's always the disclaimer, the but. You know what I mean? Lane has conjunctions in sort of everything he says. Yeah. And it frustrates fans. I get it. Sure. I, I, I totally get it. I mean, it, it's it's literally, my, I mean, one of my jobs is I'd write that every Monday, what he said, what he meant. And sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, he, there's always the, 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 the negative. And there isn't this too. I mean, it's it's, but it's like wrapped around stuff because he does go, "Hey, I really do think the resources are different in this era. They weren't before." I mean, there's a lot of truth in what he said. Well, this week. And, and the story in the Scarborough, th- the quote in the Scarborough thing where he talks about the blue bloods get all the five stars and that you don't get them here. Well, he ain't wrong, Chase. No, I mean, I've been here 15 years. How many five star recruits has Ole Miss signed? I'm Three. I mean, they signed three in one class, so it's more than that. Okay, but four, can, five. I mean, so one every three years. It's, I mean, I mean, he's right. Yeah, it's probably like seven. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. I don't but know. you get Eight. my point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not not a ton. No, no, no. I mean, the point stands. I'm just trying to get yeah. in my head. I mean, you know, no. He signed five. Free signed five over the course of two classes in 13 and 16. So then, whatever in addition to that. So, but less than one a year. Yes, that's correct. So you're not building classes full of blue bloods, right? I mean, when he says that, he's right. You have to build it a different way. Some people recoil at that, and then if you stop the recoiling and you stop and go, okay, well, what do you say? It's true. It's true. You got to do it a different way. And so he goes in. in he's there's some things about the NIL and and transfer portal that he doesn't really like, but that it's proving to be advantageous for him. It's made almost more desirable and more competitive than in the previous system. I mean, he's not wrong. And he says that about Mississippi, and he's he's right. We've heard that before. Yeah, that's been a that's been a odd recruiting advantage for Ole Miss coaches over the years in multiple sports. It's yeah. just get them here. They're almost kind of shocked because it's not what they heard, and then well, the kids are told by other coaches and stuff. Hey, it's it's Mississippi, man. It's redneck. They hardly even have electricity. Oh, and they're racist. Yeah, 
You won't feel safe there. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that they hear. Well, if that's what everyone tells you, you believe it. And then you show you, up. You show up and you're like, oh, where's Yeah, I'm 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 confused. Yeah. And before you know it, you go, Oh, they were all lying to me. Why were they lying to me? Yeah. Because they didn't want you to see it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's several schools that are in that boat. Mm-hmm. Look, from a fan base standpoint, this this thing's fairly simple. I'll get to that after the break. But we do that. The uh, podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Morgan Wallen bringing his one night at a time tour to Ball Hemingway Stadium, April 22nd and 23rd. It's the Saturday and Sunday of the Ole Miss LSU baseball series. Tickets for both are still available. They start at just $78 to purchase. Visit morganwallen.com. And if you already have your ticket, make sure you purchase a parking pass. You can get that at olemistix.com. College Corners, your one-stop Rebel shop. Uh, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, they've got the uh, largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products. Same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, those areas, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Uh, A stock has multiple options, or locations, I should say, around Nashville, as well as in Memphis and Selma, Indiana, and uh, other locations coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. We're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic, multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Go to uh, solutionsrx.com. Or uh, available, it's also available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S. Check out prescription support. Check out some of the uh, other vitamins and supplements that they have. It'll help you stay healthier over the long term. It's OEP at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Uh, as you know, Ole Miss hit four home runs over the weekend against um, against Arkansas, which means that the uh, 40% sale is in place at deadsoxy.com. So go to deadsoxy.com and get 40% off all socks except for those that are connected to the NIL subscription. You can get those at deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Um, the warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The uh, overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, and get 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. They've got you covered if you are looking to service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, many other manufacturers. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601. 4381. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, com. Premium shrimp, gourmet ingredients, cook in bag convenience. You know, they're now available at Rouse's Markets. There's in uh, South Mississippi a little bit, all over Louisiana as well. 
Seven different flavors available for you right there in the bag. The Louisiana Bull Cajun Shrimp, New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp, the Signature, a couple of my favorites, the Garlic Herb Butter, and much more. Gives you exceptional shrimp dishes. None of the hassle. Satisfaction is guaranteed. They ship them straight to your door fewer than 10 minutes. Freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp and use code RG. You can use code RG. Buy five pouches or more, 25% off. So, again, that's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Look, this is about winning. It's always been about winning. He won 10 games two years ago, and he had his Q rating through the roof at that point. Yep. Even losing to Baylor didn't really matter. Um, Agreed. Last year, it progressively got worse as he was no longer winning. They lose to Alabama, played a good game. Nobody was overly frustrated by that. The Arkansas game was embarrassing for fans on a number of levels. The outcome of the game, the Kubelik stuff, mm-hmm. all that. all It was bad night. The post game. Post game was That's the true. post game was revelatory. I was there. The entire Egg Bowl week was weird. They had the Egg Bowl in hand and then didn't lose it. Mm-hmm. At that point, the Auburn thing had overshadowed things. If you really go back and don't hindsight it, the Auburn thing had become a big enough deal at that point that the Egg Bowl loss was not necessarily taking over anything. It's the least frustrated I've ever seen a fan base about losing the Egg Bowl. Those forty eight hours. Well, I mean, I remember. Covering that game, yeah, and all of our discussions that day were about. I guess we'd heard on Wednesday night that he was staying. We were waiting to see whether there would be some sort of an announcement. There was a rumor that there might be some sort of an announcement, and there wasn't an announcement. And, mm-hmm. and then after the game, I, I mean, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are playing this the weirdest Egg Bowl I've ever covered. Yeah. Um a fourth quarter that the game's in doubt and you couldn't really tell that anybody truly cared in the stands much. I mean, they were, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but you know what I mean? And then after the game, it was all about, okay, we're going to ask him these questions. And then the answers were so definite. Well, and some of that happened because look, he didn't really announce this. He just said later, he told the team he wasn't leaving, but we had sources in multiple places. He talked to the team twice on egg bowl week about, Auburn or the job or his his longevity at Ole Miss or whatever. And both times he intimated if you just took it on a very general sense that he was staying, but he left clauses in both of them. He never came out and just said, that's it. I'm 100% staying. There were there were disclaimers in both of those statements. And if I have a criticism of Lane in, in, the, in the rehashing, it's that that wasn't really what he said in the room. According to multiple people, we weren't there, obviously, but right. according to multiple people. We've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I feel confident about the sourcing on that. Me too. Um. That it still was right there. The you know it all it all fades out. It, it ends. The bowl game was embarrassing just because they weren't competitive, and it looked like Lane was coaching it like a video game. Now mm-hmm. was that the end of the world? No, bowl games are never going to be. And the it end wasn't of the, world. the bowl game they wanted to go to. Yeah, it was just weird. All year around. long, your team's seven and zero. Oh, your team's eight and one. Your team's in the national championship mix, and suddenly you're playing Texas Tech in the in the Texas Bowl. Yeah, not on winning. a Wednesday night at eight something at night. My point being, this weird this season is weird from this standpoint. Lane Kiffin will get the majority or all of his Q rating back and his confidence from his fan base back, and frankly, NIL dollars in his coffers if they win eight or more football games. I think yeah. that's the number given yeah. the schedule. I agree. Look, seven and five can happen with Ole Miss being a pretty good football team. Last year, they go seven and five if they play Georgia instead of Kentucky with that schedule. That's the only difference in the schedule other than home and away. Yeah. From last year to this year. They take Kentucky out and they put Georgia in. 
take Tulsa home out. But yeah, Tulane, sure, whatever. But, but yeah. yeah. If, if, you're, if, if, if you're worried about the game in New Orleans, then you got a whole different problem. Yeah, if you're losing in New Orleans, we're, we're having a completely different conversation. So point being, it's what's funny about this is seven and five. You can get there with Ole Miss being okay and not falling off the wagon, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like that because you know college football is all about wins. Again, we've talked about this a thousand times with a lot of different things. It's why coaches want the eight game schedule, not the nine game schedule. You never go, hey. They went seven and five, but that schedule was really tough four years ago. No, they just went seven and five. Agreed. Ole Miss just went ten and two two years ago. They don't really give a shit who they played or who they didn't play. You really don't go back and dissect it. Never. It's not right. like the NFL playoffs and where you get in as a sick like it's that's not how it works. It's a completely different sport. It feels like this really odd splice point where it's seven or eight and that just dictates a direction from a fan base standpoint. Now we're in a vacuum we're having this conversation on April twelfth. I understand that. But today, it feels like it's completely different depending on what the final number is on either side of that, that pendulum. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, tell me in the stream, but seven and five, and people go, God, they fell off again. Eight and four became seven and five. And you go, well, they played Jordan. Excuses. You lost to Arkansas again or whatever you did. Sure. Whereas eight and four, you go, oh, happy now. Okay. It's the weird part about, and we'll do this a thousand times between now and the Mercer game. Well, and like, because last thing here, Joey goes, not paying nine million to go seven and five. A lot of fans are going to have that opinion. But this is this is something that's relevant here. Should that be how it works? Probably. It's not. You're paid for past performance as much as you are future performance. It just is. Mm-hmm. If Ole Miss wins every game that its head coach makes more than the opponent and loses every game that the opponent makes more than Lane Kiffin, they go 8-4. and four. It's not like you're guaranteed 10-2 and because he's making $9 million a year. They play four teams who are paying their coaches more than you're paying your coach. That's eight and four. It's Bama, LSU, A&M, and Georgia. Georgia. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a it's a weird argument. I mean, Mark Stoops isn't going to get fired making 8.6 because they don't beat every team. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it, it's just It just isn't. Now, again, does that make sense from a business standpoint? Is that smart? No. So, Stoops is an interesting comparison. Because in many ways, Ole Miss and Kentucky football are kind of similar. Yeah. Real quick, Ginger says it'll be a large faction that complained eight and four, and she's right. But I can't listen to that. I mean, eight and four with the schedule is not a bad season. No. I mean, come on. No. I'm not. I'm not going. Hey, nine and three is the bar. Or you're no. no that's, stop. That's, that's set yourself up for twenty four when you can make the playoff. Have a good season. Here's to the point. I think maybe you're sort of making. And if if you're not, no, go ahead. Say no. You're yeah. We got time. You're an idiot. The difference with Stoops, and I'm not saying Lane should do this because I don't think being someone that you're not is ever the best strategy in life. But Stoops is super involved and invested in Kentucky, in the state of Kentucky. He's getting paid for that in a way. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's got the bourbon company. He's big into the horse racing. He's kind of out and about a lot. People know him. He's Act, been actively involved in Lexington to the point that, you know, now I think people there for the longest time were like, he's going to leave, he's going to leave, and now they're like, he's not leaving. He's going to stay. People thought he's going to be the next guy at Iowa, and who knows, maybe he will be. But, sure. but in, in in his contracts and stuff, he's been able to sort of put a lot of that away. And in a way that, you know, I mean, Lane hasn't really done. One of Lane's problems in this is that it wasn't just the Auburn deal. It was that after 2000, his name popped up in this job and this job and this job. And again, the next year, this job and this job, the Miami job, people talked about it. 
And then the Auburn thing comes around, and I think it was the first true threat, but it didn't feel like the first true threat. Yeah, it's true. You know, and Stoops kind of stops stuff in its tracks. And it might be because Stoops can't get the job. I mean, you know, was Stoops really a candidate at Auburn when they hired Harson? I don't know. But, you know, his name popped up, and he's like, I'm not going. I'm here. It's a different approach. And now, look, if you win enough games, nobody really gives a shit if you're going and lighting Christmas trees. Oh, no. I mean, it, no, no, no. it doesn't matter. But that helps you when you're not. It's the one thing I'm interested to see, and I don't know whether this is the year that it happens, but it will eventually happen. You talk about fan capital. So here's the answer to your question, I think. That my, because fan capital has never been more important because of NIL. Sure. It, it's tangible. I think my answer to you, and I've had to think about it for a minute because I'm slow and distracted. Um, I think my answer is, what's his response the next time that his name pops up on a job? And we don't have the answer to that. Because right. a lot of fans go, okay, great. I appreciate it. We love you. Now go win games and don't do that again in December. But until he does or doesn't, and now, look, all these jobs have – some of them have been very much his fault. Not all of them have been his fault. He just gets associated with stuff sometimes because of who he is. Sure. I mean, if Lane Kiffin literally spent time deflecting every job that some hack on the internet compared him to, he would never stop. But – Okay, let's, let's, let's give an example. Yeah. I don't know whether this is realistic or not. Who's the cat at Miami Cristobal? He is, yes. Where it looks like it's a failure? Yeah. Okay. Say Miami gets off to a two and five start. It's a disaster. Yeah, sure. There's 12 people at the game. And Miami goes, you're out. Take your money. Haul ass. We're hiring Coach Parham as the interim coach. We're conducting a national search. Everybody conducts national and measures. Yeah, national search. And the media's first name is Lane Kiffin because clicks. Ben and Boca, blah, blah, blah. And blah, so blah, suddenly... He's sitting there on the mon- late October on a Monday. Ole Miss is getting ready to go play wherever. Yeah. They're and, six and two. And I get the mic and I say, hey, Lane, there's an ESPN story that links you to the Texas A&M job. Do you have any comment? I mean, to the Miami job. Yeah, so sure. I, do you have any comment? If his answer is, look, I don't, you know, it's a flattering that these things come up and I don't talk about these things during the season. That's not going to go over well. It's put where he's put himself in a weird spot is that this time he's got to go. I'm not going to Miami. I'm the Ole Miss coach. I love it here. Anything short of that, people go, oh, God, here we go again. And then anything that happens on the field that goes adverse gets blamed on that. Yeah. And then the capital, to answer your question, the capital. Yeah, I'm not going to Miami. My focus is on Arkansas this week. We that didn't go well last year. We got work to do. Right. Okay. Cool. No, he's getting dissected more than almost any coach gets dissected in these situations where they go, ah, oh, hell, okay, Fine. yeah, whatever. And I think he likes the attention sometimes, and so now when you well, get- he believes it's positives for his own program sure. and himself. Sure. Well, I mean, he's. I think 
he's convinced himself, and in many ways, I think he's 100% right, that all of that stuff led to people panicking and, and going from, hey, we're way behind on NIL to we're ahead on NIL. But the stories on ESPN are not going to solve it or fix it if he gets linked and does it himself at the end of the season. And I mean, Ole Miss goes 8-4, and four, and then the week, you have another week where it's, is he or isn't he going to take some gig from a fan base standpoint? Yeah. No, he he needs to take a year off from it. Yeah, he needs to take a year off from it. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Needs I, to just be the old Miss coach for a little bit. That's what I was thinking to myself. And if he's seven and five, he will be. I mean, that is the thing in this. I mean, it takes a win. It takes a substantial record to get jobs that. Because look, Lane Kiffin's Venn diagram of places he would go and would pay him more than Ole Miss is paying him is very small, dude. I mean, that's a that's a tight bubble right there. So small. Yeah, it's not like, oh, there's 28 jobs over here. No. And some of the places aren't, aren't hiring. Making Lane. nine and a half million dollars. Some of those places just probably aren't hiring Lane Kiffin. I think it's like nine million, but whatever. Yeah, it's nine. It's nine. On average. Yeah. And so if you factor in, he's probably going to want to raise at his next place. Yeah, you, typically they don't take $3 million pay cuts to, to leave the SEC. I yeah, mean, so that's not typically let's, the Let's move. talk about the number of schools that, that pay 10 plus million a year. They have short conversation. I mean, won't take long. How many of those places are? I mean, he is a top ten paid coach right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fascinating deal, and it may have been why the Auburn thing was such a decision because he look Lane's a smart guy. He might have thought if I don't go to Auburn and I stay here, I'm I'm here for a long time. Can I make it work? It's fair. What jobs would open up that would hire him and that he would consider A&M? And I don't know that Texas – I mean, is, is Ross Bjork hiring Lane? Not that Ross would do the hiring. I mean, would the Texas A&M boosters hire Lane Kiffin? For them to hire Lane Kiffin, Lane's got to win big games next year. Yeah. I big mean, games. Got to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you know what I mean. Got to go or go ten and two. I mean, well, but the schedule is set up such that you know you lose to only LM and Georgia, and maybe. I mean, last year they went seven and zero, and the biggest win was Kentucky. Yeah, there's the schedule's a little different this time around. Alabama's in September. I mean, according to whatever this is. Lane is the ninth highest paid coach in the country today. I, again, I'm reading from the internet. Who knows? But okay. the job's ahead of him. Yeah. Because, again, not, probably not taking a pay cut. I wouldn't think. Matt Rule at Nebraska. Making $9.25 million. And Lane's not going to Nebraska. He was born there. I mean, they try. <laughs> come on. That, that, that popped up at one point. They didn't even try very hard. I mean, can't wait for Fresno to open up and going, hey, come home. Ohio State. Ryan Day, $9.5 million. I mean, Lane and anyone else would want that job, but the list of people that would want that job if it opened up, what was that? What happened? I don't know. I thought I saw like lightning or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Mel Tucker. Michigan State would love to have that bitch back. Yeah. That's buyer's remorse there a little bit. Lane's not going to East Lansing. No. It's cold. He he couldn't. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Lane is not coaching in the Big Ten. You guys don't understand. It was like uh, it, it, it was like fifty seven out there the other day, and he's. We make fun of Jeffrey and Lane's worse. He's bundled up, and he'll admit it that 
the players are fine. I'm the one freezing. He's not going to East Lansing, so move on. No way in hell. No, no chance. LSU. Hell, Ryan it was one Kelly, of the reasons he didn't want to go to Arkansas. It was. And I've been to Arkansas a lot over the last four years. and It can get cold. It can get cold, but it's hot there a lot. Go ahead. Not hot enough. Brian Kelly, $9.5 million LSU. Oh, I mean, he'd kill for that job. Yeah. So would 100 coaches. Yeah, that doesn't. It's not relevant. Lincoln Riley. We've been there, done that. Yeah. It's probably not happening again, no matter what. No, I don't think so. I feel pretty good. Is Cliff Kingsbury their next coach? That's potential. Kirby Smart. Duh. I don't think he's the next guy in Georgia. No. Dabo Sweeney and Saban. Yeah. Those are the coaches ahead of, I mean, uh, of Lane Kiffin. Those are the jobs. Dabo's not leaving anytime soon. I think he's a Clemson lifer at this point. The list of coaches that will want the Auburn job when Saban leaves in 27 years is, is uh, lengthy. Everyone wants that job. So the list of jobs that he could just leave for that fans would go. The I next list. It's like three. Stoops at Kentucky, Venables at Oklahoma, Ferens at Iowa, Napier at Florida, and Gundy at Oklahoma State. That's the next list. There's nothing on that list that goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Florida, but, you know. I, I don't see Oklahoma winning Lane Kiffin. No. Florida passed over him the last time. They didn't even consider him. Chip Kelly, if you're just curious, makes $5.6 million at UCLA. Okay. I know people wonder about that. Just and then if I'm a coach, I'd like to see what UCLA and the Big Ten looks like for two or three years before I jump into it. Because it's possible they get their head kicked in. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they're not competitive. It's possible that it raises their profile and suddenly they're a giant yeah. slobber knocker. I don't know. Yeah. I'd want to see first. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So it gets best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties. Again, that is 662-238-3159. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Whatever your jewelry needs may be, they're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Martin Palomo is going to be in town tomorrow. He and I are going to do a uh, podcast here in the studio. We'll talk some uh, Financial stuff on Mind on My Money. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. If uh, you're planning a summer vacation or thinking about planning a summer vacation, maybe a holiday trip's already uh, on your mind, get in touch with my friend John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Um, he's a guy who can create a uh, give you the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he will uh, help you plan uh, a vacation of your dreams. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you're coming up uh, in the next few weeks, whether it's for baseball or uh, the football game or uh, Morgan Wallen or all of the above, stop by OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's a perfect place 
uh, for you to enjoy an evening out in Oxford. Fabulous food, craft libations as well at OPA on the Square in Oxford. I've got a mailbag up this morning. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, Whatever you're looking for, they probably can help you. They can help people in, from the beginning, entry level, to advanced positions in multiple fields. It's always free for the candidates. You have nothing to lose. Get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and make the first step towards a better version of yourself, CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale, and equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, grass rings, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions. Uh, beginner horseback riding offerings, advanced horseback riding offerings. It's also a great venue for events and get-togethers. So get in touch with the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201, or check out their Instagram page at Johnson Hill Creamery. Told you about their uh, charcuterie class coming up at the Oxford Lafayette Public Library. That's Thursday, April 20th. It's next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, 530. Space is limited, but it is free, 662-234-5751 to register. Really cool event. They do a great job with the classes. They uh, give you something to take home at night. Teach you how to put your tray together. It's in conjunction with uh, the Chicory Market and Johnson Hill Creamery. So a cool event coming up here in eight days. So again, give them a call and take part in the class. Again, 662-234-5751. So we hit it for a second at the very beginning. Uh, Ole Miss baseball falls to Memphis last night, 11-9. Again, the Rebels were down 6-1 after three innings. They... uh, hit some home runs, came back. You thought the kind of the pivotal moment of the night was Anthony Clarko hitting a two-run homer in, I think, the bottom of the seventh um, that put Ole Miss up 9-7 at the time. They had a 9-7 lead going into the ninth. Uh, Cole Ketchum and Sam DeCoyan, two freshmen, had done a really nice job in relief. Ketchum had allowed a run in 3.2 innings, I think, his longest outing of the season. He's actually been pretty good on the year. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities, but – He's only given up two or three earned runs in 11 innings, only walked a couple people. It's 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 not the worst thing there from his stat line. And then Tacoya was dominant for two innings. Um, he had thrown 24 pitches and getting six outs and was very good last night. For the Rebels, Mike went to Mason Nichols. for. I keep getting asked this for a couple different reasons. One is Mason is the closer. Um, they were in a two-run game, gave him the ball in the ninth inning. They also have a five-game week, and Mike – was worried about extending Tacoyan into a spot where he was not available on Friday. Yep. They were trying to manage load in a lot of ways. They also were limited last night. Brayden Jones has had a sore elbow. He was not available last night. 
The MRI was completely clean. He's fine. He'll pitch this weekend. But he was not available. And then Mitch Morrell has been battling kind of a lingering back issue the entire season. He was not available last night. Mike said that there have been plenty of days this year where he has not been available. They have just not told anybody that. But the, it was not an uncommon thing that Mitch couldn't pitch last night. He, again, will probably be fine for the weekend. So there weren't a lot of options. Um, and Mason, you know, here's the deal. We've talked a lot about what to do with Jack Doherty. I think Neil and I are both in agreement. We would start someone else and put Jack in the bullpen. Yes. Um, pick your high leverage moment and put Jack in that opportunity to try to win a baseball game. Yes. Um, but whether it be the ninth, the eighth, or the seventh, the, Ole Miss is not going to be a competitive SEC baseball team without Mason Nichols getting out because they just don't have arms around that right now. So sure. no matter what you want to call his role – He's just got to be better, um, and it's, it's not necessarily criticizing him. It's that he's one of the returners and one guy that, given all the injuries that they're counting on, and he's allowed at least one earned run in seven of his last eight appearances. Um, he got behind in the count last night. Mike talked about that's what happened. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't something shocking or out of the norm. It was that you get behind and you put a fastball in the middle of the plate against the top of the lineup, and they hit it out of the ballpark. Okay, he's a col- um, it is a college hitters, which means that they they know how to hit, and so if you if they know what's coming, their odds of getting good contact are much higher than they are if it's having to protect. If you're just look at averages in, in any baseball level, the hitting average with the two O count versus the hitting average with an O two count, yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, I it's, we don't write on deadline much, so I don't do this. I, it's one of the few times I had two or three stories going at once because I was kind of ready to go. The game was dragging a little bit, and I. A lot of delete button there at one point last night after uh, after the home run started coming for Memphis there in the ninth. But look, it's teams eighteen and fourteen. They play Mississippi State. Uh, they are two and ten in the SEC. It's it, there is not a path without something crazy happening if you don't win two this weekend in Starkville. There's I no, mean, there's, it, there's it no just, path. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm setting this up where if something happens, they can use my voice when they the sweep beginning. LSU and sweep Georgia, and then it, yeah, but. Yeah. Realistic math. If they lose two this weekend, that's three and twelve. That would mean three and twelve at the turn. You you would you would it would require probably eleven and six. No, eleven and four. Eleven, 11 and four. Yes, with three games against LSU. Yeah, that's correct. Probably not sweeping LSU. So that's at least one L. It's eleven and three in the other games. So I don't know what you've seen that leads you to believe that that's on the menu. No, they just have pitching issues. I mean, it's it's the the offense has not been good. They've got some returners who are not hitting. We talked about it yesterday. I'm not going to harp on it and say the same thing every day. No, their bottom of the lineup is not productive consistently no. at all. And, and but they scored nine runs last night. Yeah, win the game. You got to win the game. Because look at this. A couple of people said because I wrote something about how it will give them a little midweek mid- mid- momentum, and I mean, I get, I, I get, I can be made fun of for that because it wasn't going to change their weekend because they won the game. But here's what happened: they lost momentum because they lost the game. It's not that last night was right. going to be some springboard. It's that of course not. They walked off the field again, going, "Oh, good God!" Just, I mean, they were down again. Like the body language is not good, and there were not many times last year where the body language was this bad. The body language is not good right now. Well, there comes a point where you lose so much that you just expect to lose. That's the truth. I mean, here's the deal, Daniel. Though there's not pitchers that are that were unhittable last year in Omaha. I mean, Doherty 
Doherty was efficient as hell against Oklahoma in the national championship game, and that allowed him to get through five innings. But Doherty is very, very good when you keep him in the sample size that he needs to be in. Otherwise, Mason Nichols is the only guy that pitched in Omaha last year. People really forget something about that Omaha run, the postseason run last year. Delusia was terrific. Hunter Elliott was terrific. And if you think about it, they rode them the whole way. And this is to their credit, right? They they won on the Friday night in Coral Gables. They won on Saturday in Coral Gables. So by the time that they had to pitch somebody in a starting role, other than Delusia or Elliott, you're pitching against exhausted pitching staffs. Teams that have been playing against each other earlier in the day in the heat and the humidity of Coral Gables, Florida. And then you get to Hattiesburg, it's hotter than hell, and you win two in a row because you go Delusia and Elliot. And Elliot, and they both throw gems. They went ten and one in the postseason. Elliot and Dor and Delusia won eight of the ten games. And in one of the other games, you scored twenty two runs. And then you get to Omaha, and to their credit, right? This is the goal. Yeah, you play yeah. the game to win the game, as 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 Herm Edwards once said. Um was it Herm Edwards or Dennis Green? Dennis Green. We, we play to win the game. You play to win the game, whatever, whoever it was. Yeah. You play to win the game. They won on the first game. They won the second game. So now you get into the winner's bracket, which means you start playing teams that have played more games. One of them was that, and one of them was they are they were who we thought they were. Dennis Green said about the Bears, they are who we thought yeah. they were. Okay. I think Edwards said you, you play, play to, to win, win the, the game. game. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. But they played, by the time they got to Arkansas at the end, Arkansas had played more games, which meant their pitching staff was a little more stressed. And so you win... You win that way. It, it we we have a tendency to revise history a little bit and go, man, that team just got super hot in the second half. No, they didn't. They they got hot in the playoffs. That's it. They they did not finish the season hot. They lost two out of three to Texas A and M, and they lost, lost the first game in in the tournament to Vanderbilt at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They, they 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 weren't hot. Two dudes who were fresh them. because they had not pitched all season carried them. And the offense got hot. The offense got hot. It was a really, it was a good offense that got hot. And look, you can do. I mean, Stephen and I were talking about this. I don't remember if it was on on air or not. So maybe you'll hear it. Maybe you don't. Maybe we're just talking around recording. We let them off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> it look a dangerous postseason team is one that has two frontline starters, two relievers, and a pretty good offense. You go. You don't want that shit to get hot because that could get tr- that could get sure. problematic in a hurry. Sure. And that's what happened. That's what happened. They had Delusia and they had Elliott and they had Brandon Johnson and Josh Mallets on the back end that were unhittable at that point of the year and the offense was plenty good enough. Yeah. Case closed. Yeah. But winning in the regular season and winning in the postseason are two different creatures. Yeah, you they, can't you can't manage a They used a third starter one time. Yeah. And again, they scored twenty two runs. That game was five to five at one point. Ole Miss won twenty two to six. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alderman hit the grand slam, and that deflated Arizona, who had no pitching. No. I mean, just done. So, if you win two in Starville, you keep the conversation. Sure. If you don't, it just gets... They haven't won a series yet. No, they won four. You know, you gotta. they're going to have to start winning series, plural. For this to even become a conversation. And it's where things are so different as we close is in years past before the portal became so evident. 
you would do the, okay, what, what can this even look like? But the answer is that you have no idea because most of the people that I'm going to be writing about aren't on the roster right now. They're playing elsewhere. Yeah. They're going to look, Ole Miss is going shopping because you're losing. I can make a case for them losing every position player on the team, on the start, starting lineup right now. Every one of them. Well, replacing that shortstop is going to be work. I mean, I don't think people understand how good Kemp. he is. Yeah. And all, and offensively, Calvin. Yeah. Calvin Harris is having one hell of an offensive season. Oh, yes. There's no question. I mean, that's the thing in this, too, is they've got Alderman and Gonzalez and Harris right there in the middle of that lineup. And Ethan Groff has been completely fine. He's He's been fine. He's a really good player. Yeah. He's he, he's better defensively against credit for it because he's pretty smooth out there and he doesn't have to recover. He just gets to the ball. He has a lot of Gonzalez in him. Yeah. Kind of clean, just nice and smooth. Defensively kind of reminds me of Bousfield a little bit. Gets pretty good jumps yeah. and just sort of moves. Yeah. And, but, yeah, I mean, look. Well, the SEC has some really good defensive outfielders. They do. They really do. I mean, he's so quiet, and this team is not winning. But Jacob Gonzalez is putting a year together. Like, it's a stud, dude. It's really, really good. I mean, I mean, if you're sitting there picking fourth, fifth in the draft, you have to. Someone's got to convince me not to take him. They're going to have the question of can he play shortstop? That's the question. Yeah, I think he can. But replace your point is, let's say this weekend, this is journalism 101. We always refer to it as you have to write the obituary. Let's say they get swept. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will for the record, but let's say they do. And it's done. You're 2 and 13. It's over. There's no way to even, you can write the obituary, but there's no way to write the, okay, what's next? No. Because I, who knows? Got to wait for the portal. Uh, you got to wait and see who gets in the portal, who else goes after those guys in the portal. The portal's super competitive now. Yeah. When, when LSU got eliminated last year, the, their beat writers automatically didn't go, well, let me tell you, Tommy Tanks and Paul Skeens. No, they had no idea. So you go through five, in that scenario, five, six weeks of not sure what's going to happen. Something. Going to get somebody. Got to get some dudes. And, I mean, <laughs> even as sourced as, as Chase is, he's uh, not going to get a lot from what's happening in the tampering portal. Nobody's uh, going nobody's gonna to hand him that. So yeah. Here's the 10 guys we're tampering with right yeah. now. Well, let me tell you who we're talking to. Yeah. No, no one's doing that. Because that's honor among thieves. Because it's like, yeah, there's, uh, there's guys on their roster that are getting tampered with. And they're like, well, we probably can't say anything because we're tampering too. Mm-hmm. We'd like to say something about those sons of bitches, but... If we're honest, and that's the end of that. So it's 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 impossible to know where they go from here. And so people go, well, next year's going to really suck. Good, but how do you know? You don't know. Uh, it, it's it's where I have a mailbag question about this, and it's it's what has changed about college sports. And frankly, I think it's one of the reasons that women's basketball is becoming more popular mm-hmm. is there's less portal activity, and it's starting to increase. But there's more continuity. I think they stay year over year. There's more. I mean, frankly, the WNBA business model is so bad that they're better off finishing their eligibility. Yes. I mean, Caitlin Clark could make more money at Iowa than she could make for the Phoenix Mercury. Mercury. Is it Mercury? Yeah. How about that? Good job. Who's the Lynx? Minnesota. Oh, I think you're right. New York Liberty. Are they still going? Yeah. Chicago Sky. Look at you. They run through the a little Connecticut, Connecticut Sun. Sun. Which is not what you think of with Connecticut. 
Is that because of the Mohegan Sun, the huge casino in Connecticut? Is that why they're named that? Things I don't know for a thousand. Alex. I think so, though, right? I, th- I think maybe so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So okay. I don't know, but yeah, I, I mean, I, there's the you know the roster's going to look so I mean, completely different. I mean, look, I was talking to a non-old Miss coach a couple of days ago, just laughing about portal and tampering and whatnot, and he was talking about that there's a player in a mid-major that they're in on. Um, non-old Miss people will tell me this because I don't cover them; it doesn't matter. Uh, and he's really good friends with the coach at that mid-major, and he's going, you feel like a jerk because you're t- basically taking his kid, but here's the truth. That kid's leaving either way. So right. if you don't take him, he's going to Arkansas or Texas or where, UCLA or where the hell ever else. So at the end of the day, when you want to get glad and noble, you're just killing yourself. Sure. He's still going. He's not staying at insert Sunbelt team. So, like, get after it. That's I mean, there is no... No, you got to. Yeah, there is no loyalty here. But it's why we, coaches don't really bitch about the tampering portals because they're not. tampering. <laughs> yeah. It's why. I mean, there was some high high profile tampering that happened last year that nobody ever talked about publicly because they were doing it too. Ooh. Big time. If people knew, God almighty, they'd yeah. lose their minds. You think you hate them now. Uh and and then and, and, and you don't, but you you can't blame them. No, 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 no. Because what what if he'd said yes? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, things change. Yeah. So I get it. All right, podcast tomorrow again. Uh, we'll bring you on the network. What we get to you. Lots yeah, we, of Rebel there's Grove. a chance we won't be streaming tomorrow because I need to get to football practice because it's the last one. Oh right. That's yeah. one thing from from Lane yesterday that was pretty obvious is that they're not going to practice next week. <laughs> I'm also not 100% sure Jeffrey's available, so we'll figure okay. out we'll figure what's going on. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll let you know, but podcast to you on the network uh, when you get it. Rebel Grove in the meantime, and then Ole Miss Alcorn State tonight, 6.30 for that one. So take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.